0: I'm Ben, and I want to take just a few moments to give you a picture of what God's blessing and your faithfulness accomplished this past year at Glad Tidings. It's so easy to move on to what's next that we forget to look back at how good God is to us, how He's led us and how he's using us to enlarge our place of influence for his kingdom right here in Greater Moncton. Our mission as a church is to witness to the world of God's love and to serve our community in the power of that same love. As we take you through some of the highlights of 2018, you'll see that we've been privileged to witness this very thing happen in greater measure than ever before. Let's get started. Here at GT, we've seen God grow our church in 2018 as we've responded to his call to enlarge the place of our dwelling. Hundreds of people have visited our church through the year with 112 individuals or families completing a connection card. Of those who visited, 95 are part of our church family today. And that, combined with your willingness to invite your neighbors, co-workers and families, has seen our Sunday attendance grow to an average of 500 each week, with 625 people who call Glad Tidings their home church. There are another 300 plus individuals who participated at some level in one of our midweek ministries to children, youth and young adults. Totaling 963 people whose lives have been touched through God's work at GT this year. Along with increased attendance, we've also seen an increase in changed lives. We believe it's God's desire, not only to grow a large church, but also a deep church. Our passion is to see people place their faith in Jesus and make him known to others. In 2018, we had the privilege of baptizing 67 people, our highest number ever. 35 of whom placed their faith in Jesus for the first time. We rejoiced with 42 people who were baptized with the Holy Spirit and many more who received physical healing. But the numbers alone don't tell the story. Here are a few testimonies we've received about how people's lives have been touched by God this year. I feel new and loved. There's such a deep presence of the Holy Spirit here. I've been doing things my own way for a long time, but now I've decided to follow Jesus. I did not expect what happened today. It was amazing. I've come back to knowing what it is to walk with God and with the Holy Spirit. There's a new love in our marriage. Moving on to other ministries, We've seen God move just as wonderfully as he has in our Sunday services. Our children's ministry, KidZone and nurseries combined have averaged 120 children each week. Our Jump Fit Community Connect was maxed out at 75 kids on Thursday nights. And King's Castle had an enrollment of almost 100 kids. Our youth ministry, Vertical, reaches 45 young people with 25 participating in the Warrior Discipleship Program. And many taking their faith into their schools. Our NOVA ministry provided fellowship and discipleship to 35 young adults and students who God is using to touch lives in the workplace and on our campuses. God has expanded our reach outside of our church building as well. This year we had more than 5,000 hits on our GT podcasts, some as distant as the US and the United Kingdom. With our commitment of $60,000 to global workers, we continue to play a small part in seeing thousands of people reached through Bible clubs and schools, local leadership development, and new church builds. Our mission's efforts include Senegal, Malawi, Kenya, and Israel, as well as works in Cuba and El Salvador. Through your generous giving, we donated $12,000 to Community Ministries to help meet the practical needs of people in Moncton. As much as God has used us to reach out to the world around us, He also has brought us closer together as a church family. We weren't meant to live out our faith on our own and we learn more about Jesus together. Last year, 232 people got on track in one of our discipleship streams. Some were on the growth track, exploring the Christian faith through Alpha or growing in faith in a Next Steps class. Others moved on to the ministry track, participating in the Cleansing Stream Seminar, the Love Says Go Academy, or King's Castle. Along with these initiatives, ministries, serving opportunities, and special causes, you faithfully gave of your financial resources. As a result, we were able to do things like replace the sanctuary pews with chairs, giving us a multi-purpose room for seminars, conferences, small groups, and special events, such as the Christmas dinner theater. The Bible makes a direct correlation between how we use our money and what's truly important to us. And your giving has allowed us to do so much more than ever would have been possible on our own. In total, you joyfully gave more than $900,000 in 2018 which God has used to reach hundreds of people with the gospel. There's no way we could reach this many people and see this much life change without you finding your place in the family. We were blessed this year to have 200 ministry workers give their time and talents to fill dozens of different ministry roles. If you were one of those volunteers, thank you so much for giving of your time and giving your life to see lives changed. And if you're interested in getting in on the adventure in the next year, we'd love for you to join the team. We'll leave you with this never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. 2018 was not a year of doing church, but a year of seeing God enlarge our dreams and exceed what we could have imagined. Our prayer for 2019 is that God will outdo what He has done as we allow His miraculous power to energize us even more. We hope that is your prayer too. Here's to the next season of ministry.
1: Amen. Amen. Let's encourage in numbers, but we know that every number has a name. Every name is a person. Every person has a story, and that's really what ministry is all about, amen? That's really what it's about. It's about people, it's about what God is doing by his Holy Spirit in people's lives and through our lives. Well, you may recall that last year, the Lord laid upon our heart a scripture, and that was Isaiah 54 and 2, which became our theme for the year, in which the Lord says, enlarge the place of your tent, or enlarge the place of your dwelling. If you can imagine a tent kind of in the, you know, in the Middle East as a nomads travel through the wilderness. He said, I want to enlarge the place of your dwelling. He said, let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. And he said, do not hold back. Lengthen those cords. Strengthen those stakes. And we really felt the Lord was calling us to prepare ourselves for ministry he wants to do in our midst and he wants to do in the coming years. But it has to do with making sure that we nailed down some things in our walk with Christ to make sure that our walk with him is real, that the things that Jesus did and called us to do, that he begins to see those things operating within his body. And so there were a number of tracks you may remember that we uh, initiated last year. We kind of brought together in a way that you could get your mind around and kind of see where you are in your own walk with the Lord and where you're being stretched or where the Lord would have you to kind of enlarge your capacity to receive from him, to know him more intimately, to to move in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we have a little uh, brochure, actually. You can pick one up in the Welcome Center if you're interested. But it's just called Get on Track. And in the Get on Track brochure, we have listed three particular tracks. The first one is what we call a growth track. Uh, One ministry, for example, in our growth track is Alpha. If uh, you are exploring the Christian faith or new to the faith or maybe interested as a mature believer of just being involved in other people's journeys, then you can get involved with Alpha. We'll be having that starting uh, after Easter. There's also the Next Steps Ministry, which takes a person, again, just that next step in understanding some basics of what it is to walk with Christ, how to be a student of the Word, a prayer life, and, and different things like that, kind of the next step for you. We also have what is called the Forgotten Way Seminar which has to do with your identity in Christ, understanding who you really are in Jesus Christ, what it means to be, a follower of Christ, somebody in whom the Spirit of God lives. Understanding your identity, God's love for you, and really living and ministering in the freedom of that relationship. We also have in the growth track, the Hearing God Seminar, which we didn't do last year, but we mentioned we're gonna begin this year. And so more than likely, at least by the fall, uh, it's an eight week seminar on hearing God. So we'll talk more about that. There's also the ministry track in which we have Cleansing Stream Seminar. Cleansing Stream is a teaching that helps believers understand Um, what it means to be free, how to be free, how to walk in the freedom of the Spirit, and then also how to minister that same freedom to others. And then along that same vein, we also have the Love Says Go Academy that we had over 50 people, I think more than that, participate uh, in. And the Love Says Go Academy is simply a, a, a seminar teaching that gives you teaching and then activation steps to begin to see and understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit ministering through you. And we have many, many testimonies of people stepping out in the workplace, the marketplace, as the Lord has been challenging them to uh, do what Jesus did. And we have many testimonies of people who have had a chance to share Christ with others or to lay hands on the sick and see the Lord heal them or just exercise words of knowledge and just get a taste of what it is to to be led by the Holy Spirit. We also have the King's Castle discipleship ministry for our children up through our youth. And we have a number of, uh, as you saw on the uh, video, a number who are involved in that ministry this year, uh, last year, and this year, and it's growing. And it's wonderful to see our children and young people that as they're learning and they're growing in their confidence in Christ and a lot of the same things that we're doing as adults, that they too are stepping out in, in their schools and wherever they go and their mission trips. And in fact, we have a team that is leaving on Tuesday uh, for Hawaii. And I know it doesn't sound like a great missions trip, it sounds like a great trip, but uh, but you know, as beautiful as Hawaii is, it's a place of, of a lot of brokenness, uh, really a lot of debauchery, a lot of sin. It's a place where people come, not just to enjoy the beaches, a lot goes on. And there are a lot of native people, uh, whether, it's, whether it's homeless or just different needs that's, uh, that are there. And so Pastor Jonathan Steeper, a good friend of mine uh, who used to be at Highfield Baptist is pastor there, and uh, Jonathan's always had a heart. For the down, the broken, and so um, our our kids and youth are going to have some wonderful ministry in tapping into some of the things that they're doing, and we know that they're going to be a great blessing to the church down there. Well, the third track that we introduced uh, this new year is our resource track, and uh, for those who are participating, our financial peace seminar. Uh, start a Tuesday evening. We had about 75 uh, people, individuals and couples involved in that, and we're looking forward to seeing the Lord just really bring some wonderful truths into believers' lives in the area of finances. It really is the number one area, I believe, where the enemy robs the kingdom of God. It robs the people by binding them up financially. It robs the kingdom and the things that God would do because before we ever get to do them, our society convinces us to consume everything God gives upon ourselves. And so it really is a wonderful seminar of how to be financially free but also how to begin to be able to move into generous living as the Holy Spirit finds you to be faithful in your, in your management, stewardship of what he gives to you. So those are some of the tracks. As we mentioned, we had just over 230 people involved in those first two tracks. And if you'd like to learn more one more time, you can pick up the uh, brochure, if you like, at the Welcome Center. And it'll give you an idea of, of uh, what we have offering and then also... You keep uh, an open eye on our newsletter each month as to when different seminars are starting, but you can prayerfully decide where you are in your track in your growth with the Lord. Well, we didn't feel for 2019 to make a great departure uh, from what we felt from 2018, because of the fact uh, how many would agree there's probably still a lot more enlarged than the Lord wants to do in your heart, right? You don't get it all done in 12 months. And so we felt very much. We want to continue that theme. Of just enlarging of believing the lord of of just growing in the lord in different areas of our lives for what we receive from him and what he flows through us but kind of as a sub theme you might say along with that we've taken the the theme give it away because we really want this year to be a year where as we continue to grow and stretch and and do much of what we did last year by the way of discipleship and growth we also want to make sure that we have a number of ministries that give everyone in the congregation an opportunity to plug in and to begin to give away what it is the Lord is doing in your life. And many of you do that already in some ways that maybe nobody knows about, but there's also opportunities we, we want to provide that you may want to tap in that will expose you to some other areas that maybe will continue to stretch you and along with that just give you some wonderful experiences of just uh, spirit-led ministry. Three scriptures for this morning. The first is Matthew 10. In Matthew 10, we read that Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Will you say this last line with me? Give as freely as you have received. One more time. Give as freely as you have received. In Romans 8, the apostle Paul wrote, God did not keep his own son for himself, but he gave him for us all. Then with his son, will he not freely give us all things? If he gave us the greatest gift of all, will he not also in that same spirit freely give us everything else that we need? And then in 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, now we did not receive the spirit of the world, But we receive the spirit that is from God, why? So that we can know all that God has freely given to us. That is one of the works of the Holy Spirit in every believer's life. And that's one of the ways that we can show whether we are being more influenced or led by the spirit of our world, or whether we are truly making more room for the Holy Spirit to live within us, and to have more of us. Because the more we have the Holy Spirit in us, the more we're going to grow in our knowledge of everything God has made available to us, and the more we're going to grow in our desire for that ministry to flow through us. Does that make sense? That's a pretty good idea. The key word, of course, in all these scriptures is freely. Now, have you ever asked the question, Lord, why am I So blessed. Have you, I'm serious. Have you ever stopped to ask the question, Lord, why me? Why am I born in this country? Or why was I able to immigrate to this country? Why do I have what I have? As I watch TV, as I watch the news, why is that not me? Why is that not my children? Why, Lord, am I so blessed? Do I have so much to enjoy? Now, if you don't feel that way this morning, then I would suggest that maybe you're not walking close enough to the Lord, or maybe, maybe you just haven't walked with him long enough to really appreciate. Am I off now? Am I back on? Good? Okay. Do we realize, for example, that there is not a single one of us here this morning who has the right to lay claim to heaven? Do we really understand that do we realize that not one of us here this morning deserves salvation there's not one of us who deserves to have hope and joy let alone a changed life and all that christ brings into our life you see heaven is an expression of god's heart for us it's an expression of just how freely God gives to us, and it may be free to us, but it cost him everything, but it shows us his heart for us, and yet, and Paul says, as wonderful as that is, that's just the beginning, because God, who did not keep his son to himself, but freely gave him to us, is the God who did not say, hey, regardless of your need, this is mine, I'm holding on to this. And yet that is the spirit, Paul says, of the world in which we live. And if we're not careful, that becomes our spirit too. That becomes our mantra, even as children of God, an attitude that this is mine. Whatever I have, it's mine. It's mine to enjoy. It's mine to consume. It's mine to keep for myself. But the Bible says that we did not receive the spirit of the world. We used to live by that spirit. But we don't anymore if the spirit of Christ lives within us. We did not receive the spirit of the world. We received the spirit that is from God. Why? So that we can know all that we've received has been given to us from God. Can you imagine how different we can begin to live if we truly get that revelation? Everything I have. Do you realize even the fact that you got out of bed this morning, got dressed, drove to church, is a gift from God. Do you realize there are many people who can't get out of bed today? There are many people who can't move their limbs. There are many people who are battling sickness, whatever it may be. Have you ever woken up in the morning and said, Lord, I know you don't love me more than you love anybody else, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful I can see. I'm so thankful I can hear. I'm so thankful that I can move my, my limbs. I'm so thankful that I can breathe that I can feel health. I'm thankful that I have energy today. We need to remind ourselves of how much God has given to us and that God lives in us, he says, by his spirit. And I really believe the truth as to whether or not we really are, you know, keeping what he has given to us, uh, whether or not, rather, we, we really understand that is whether what he has given to us we are keeping for ourselves or are we looking for opportunities to give it away. And that really runs contrary to our human nature. It also runs contrary to, I think, what is taught in a lot of churches today. And I don't think it's necessarily intentional. But in our Western church in particular, it seems like we're told that if we want to receive from God, then we have to give to God. Now think about that for a moment. If I want to receive from God, I have to give to God. So whether that's my money or my time, my talents, whatever it may be. We see that sometimes played in our attitude, and again, not intentional, but if you ever thought, okay, I need to ask the Lord for something, and the first thought to your mind is, I don't know if I can ask Him yet, because I don't know if I feel like I deserve it. So before I ask Him, I think I better straighten this up. Or before I ask Him, I think I better live right for a few days. You know, or I better fast for a few, whatever. But you see, it belies this attitude that if I'm going to ask anything from God, in a sense, I've got to give him something first. Now, that's not totally untrue. Jesus said, for example, give and it will be given to you. With the measure that you give, it will be measured back to you. But what I want us to understand is that the giving does not begin with us. God is not waiting for us to give before he gives to us. That's not what he has ever done. He doesn't say, if you give this, I'll give you that. But we think that way a lot of times because we tend to believe that God is just like us. Because in our flesh, a lot of times, we won't give unless we receive. If you give something to me, then I'll give something back to you. So we kind of imagine that God demands the same kind of thing of us before he gives something to us. But Paul says that the giving already began with God, who did not keep even his own son from us, but freely gave him for us, and with him gave us everything else that we need, and he gave us that freely. And when we truly understand what God has given to us, and that's one of the reasons, I believe, why Jesus calls us to die to ourselves, why he calls us to empty us Of ourselves why he wants to do that because he wants us to really appreciate that everything we have is from god because if we really understand that then we also begin to understand that everything that he has given to me he has given to me to give away we are a blessed people and i believe that just as god said to abraham who abraham is a model of every person today who walks with god by faith as, Abraham, as God said to Abraham, God blesses us so we can be a blessing. You see, God blesses you because he loves you, okay? He blesses you because he loves you. But I want to leave on the secret. He also loves everyone else, okay? Don't let that get outside these walls, okay? Because everyone's going to want to get in on it, okay? And there's only so much to go around, so keep it to yourself. But just so you know, God loves you, but he loves everyone else. So he blesses us. Why? So we can bless others so that they can come to know him too. We are blessed. The Tyndale Bible Dictionary defines blessed this way. The pronouncement of the favor of God upon an assembled congregation. The pronouncement of the favor of God upon an assembled congregation. The idea of assembled is that every part has a purpose. And every part functions in its place. Being assembled is different from being gathered. You see, in God's economy, His plan is not that we just gather on a Sunday morning and then go home. If that's all we do, we miss it. And it's not, an, it's not so that you can just be productive for the church and do church stuff. No, no. If, if we don't understand that we come together for more than just gathering and leaving, then we miss so much of what God wants to freely give us, how he wants to expand us, how he wants to flow through us, and how he wants to do miracles through us in the lives of others. You see, God has gathered us, or assembled us, rather, as a congregation. And as each of us understand our part, Our giftings, our callings. And as we begin to function in the role that God has placed us in this gathering, then what happens? God begins to touch lives. And God begins to do some pretty amazing things that He can't do just through us individually. We've witnessed some of those things in the past few months. For example, if you have a a bunch of car parts that are that are just gathered in a room, well you're not going anywhere, right? But if you assemble those parts, if you understand the role that every part plays, you put it together, well, of course, you're off to the races. So it's very important to understand that we have been assembled by the Lord when we come together. You see, you may think that you picked Glad Tidings church for some particular reason. Maybe your friend goes here or you like the, you know, you like the worship or for some strange reason, maybe even get off on the, on the preaching, who knows, you know, or some program for your kids, whatever it may be. You may say, well, that's why we're here. But you need to understand, if you're here, the Holy Spirit has brought you here. He has brought you here to be assembled with this assembly, with this congregation of people. Why? Because there's things He wants to grow in you. There's ways He wants to shape you. There are even some irritating people in this church that He wants you to know so He can get to round off some of the rough edges in your heart. Now, they may not be irritating to anybody else, and in fact, you may be one of the irritating people and not even realize it. It's true. But you see, in our Western context, we just think of, well, I go to this church because here's what it does for me. And and, and there are certain things that any church will do for you. And that's why so many of our churches today, they just cater, you know, as best you can. We just cater so that more people will come and no one will leave. You know, so how long do you want the sermon to be? 20 minutes? Will that keep you? Okay, we'll do 20 minutes, right? How long do you want the worship to be? Maybe three songs, not too long, not get too emotional. Okay, we'll dial it down a bit so that we can have a big church and nobody leaves. You see, we don't want to offend you. That's not what it's about. You see, he has assembled us together. He has given us gifts, Peter says. Every one of us have a gift of the Spirit. And he says, you need to begin to demonstrate that gift as one small part of the manifold grace of God. And one of the ways that he's going to shape your gift and make your gift shine, he's going to buff up against you sometimes when you commit to a local body and realize it's not always easy, but I've been called to assemble here. And as I do my part and everyone does their part, God is able to do some pretty amazing things. Jesus said when you come together like that, you begin to enjoy the freedom of the Holy Spirit. And we begin to share that same freedom with others. I was speaking to a gentleman just last week. He said, my, my wife and I came to church. just want to let you know, Pastor, we came to church, and she was pre- feeling pretty dry. She was feeling pretty drained, whatever she was going through. And he said, and then during the worship time, he said, she was just worshiping the Lord, kind of got lost in worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, she began to speak in a language she'd never spoken before. As the Holy Spirit just washed over her, she was baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he replaced that heaviness that she came with, with praise. Uh, This past week, I received an encouraging email. I I like encouraging emails. I get lots of emails, but I enjoy the encouraging ones. And this dear sister said, Pastor, I just want you to know that during the preaching of the Word, last week we talked about the topic, do you want to be made well? She said that as I submitted my heart, I'm paraphrasing now, but as she submitted her heart to what the Holy Spirit was saying to her, she said, I just felt the warmth of the Holy Spirit all over me. And for the first time in months, she said, I feel pure joy. That's what the Lord does. when We come together and recognize there's purpose for why we're coming together as each of us finds our place of ministry. God does not keep anything to himself, Paul says, but he freely gives us all things. Why? Because he loves us. But he also loves everyone. And he wants us to look for opportunities to give to others as freely as he continuously gives to us. And that's why it's so important. We talked with the growth tracks and the ministry track. That's why it's so important to have an intentional walk with Jesus Christ, to be in the Word, to have a time of communion with the Lord, to allow the Holy Spirit to show you things that he wants to grow in you, to let him challenge you. Why? Because when you begin to develop a real walk with the Lord, then you begin to understand how much he's given to you. You see, if you don't spend time with him, you'll never know him. If you don't know him, you'll never realize how much you have in him. But when you invest in that relationship, you realize it's a relationship that will never get old. As the old songwriter says, he does get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. He really does. And when you begin to experience that, you begin to experience his love and his presence, that relationship to overflowing, then you just know intrinsically, I can't keep this to myself. Remember when you first got saved? Remember that? Now, for some of us, maybe we were raised in the church. It was kind of more of an osmosis. And I guess I got saved at one point. Well, I've always been in church, whatever. But I mean, there are some folks here today that you know that you know that you know. When you met Jesus, you were set free. Your life was radically changed. And I can promise you this. You didn't keep it to yourself. You were probably really annoying to some of your family or some of your friends, right? Until either they kicked you out or they got converted, one or the other. And you're still friends. You see, and it's the same for us. The Lord never wants our relationship to grow, you know, stale or, or just to grow used to it. No more than in a marriage relationship He wants us to grow deeper. As deep calls on to deep, he wants us to grow deeper in him. He always wants us to know the joy of knowing him and walking with him. And so when we do that, he's able to give it away. Well, again, I was really encouraged by some of the numbers Pastor Ben shared there on the video clip. you encouraged by that? 34 people for the very first time. 34, 35 people for the first time gave their lives to Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means that 35 souls were translated in 2018 from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's amazing. Now, I want to see that number a lot higher. I believe if we really allow the Lord to flow through us, if we really begin to constantly say, Lord, I want to give away what you've given to me. I want to enlarge the place of my influence, the place of my, my, just enlarge my heart. I want to receive all that you have for me, and Lord, I want to give it away. I believe we'll, there will be over 100 people who give their lives to Christ, if not even more than that, and not just here at the church. Those are just numbers that we know of. I'm sure there's some of you who've led people to Christ through the year. But it's exciting to see what God will do if we will determine to freely give away what the Lord has given to us. 67 baptized in water, 47 baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We also got to touch over 5,000 lives uh, through our uh, ministry or podcast. And again, through your generous giving, we're able to give an average of about $6,000 a month to some of our frontline ministries here in town, as well as our global workers overseas, primarily in Senegal and Kenya and Malawi. But I believe that can be higher, too. I believe we can give $100,000 easily to global work, not without even blinking. We just got to get on board. We just got to begin to say, Lord, in 2019, I want to give it away. Everything you've given to me, Lord, it's on the table. How would you have me disperse it? What would you have me to do? Lord, I just pray that you would show me where the world spirit is ruling in my life we the world spirit that says it's yours, it's keep, you keep it, you indulge, you consume, you have this, you enjoy that, whatever the case may be. Lord, show me where I've given into that spirit and free me, free me to be generous in what you are doing, whether it's in the church ministries or just things that God lays upon your heart as well. Let me give you real quickly some of our 2019 initiatives. This year, we want every believer to continue to grow in their expectation and their openness to hearing God and being led by Him in a way that really is life-transforming. So I want to encourage you to continue in the growth tracks we looked at. If you've been involved at a certain level, consider what the next one is, and continue to grow in some of these things. But another initiative we're going to to, uh, introduce, as I mentioned a little while ago, is the Hearing God Seminar. Uh, Last year, for those who were part of the church you may remember, From the beginning of the year, we introduced some of the spiritual disciplines that have helped a lot of believers learn how to discern God's voice better, how to walk with Him. We talked about listening prayer and journaling. We talked about stepping on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then later this year, we're going to offer this seminar, a six-week seminar on hearing God. So you want to keep that in mind. It's so important that we as the people of God understand that God speaks to His people. God wants to lead us. He wants to save us from snares we get in. He wants our eyes to be open to see needs around us. He wants us to learn to hear his voice, to follow the prompting of his Holy Spirit. You see, it's not about work. It's about actually seeing Jesus do stuff through you. And that's what the abundant life is really all about, isn't it? It's not about the opulence and pleasures and and comforts of life. The abundant life really is about the life of Jesus Christ flowing through you and you seeing life change in somebody else because of how Jesus uses you to touch others. And so we want to encourage you to just be open to growing in that, in hearing God. Uh, Another initiative that we started in January that is new this year is our prayer summit. Let me be very, very clear. Personal prayer is very important. Personal prayer, hearing God, is central to every believer's walk with Christ. But personal prayer alone will never accomplish the transforming work of God that he wants to happen in his church and that he wants to happen in our city. It won't happen just through personal prayer, just through quiet time. In fact, when you read the word of God, the book of Acts, even down through church history, you see time and time again the majority of what God did on that scale happened when his church prayed together. And that is so important. There's a dynamic there of us praying together. So we're going to continue to foster that and and looking forward to what the Lord has in store and also what he has in store for you. So we introduced the prayer summit. For those who uh, didn't get a chance to get out, the prayer summit is an evening of worship, intercession, listening prayer, journaling, ministering to one another. And the evening was a wonderful success. We had about 150 people of all ages who were out on a Sunday night. We had our chairs turned around, groups of of 8 or 10 people who were enjoying the night together, participating in different ways. And uh, it was pretty much unanimous. Afterward, people just came to us, when are we doing this again? When are we doing this again? And we said, we're not doing it for a long time. Because we really want to hear the Lord on this. We have our Wednesday evening prayer. We have a couple dozen faithful folks. And I know that for some folks, Wednesday doesn't work. But we still have some wonderful time in prayer. But uh, for our prayer summit, which on a Sunday night makes it a bit easier. Some of our youth and kids, uh, older kids can also participate with us. But we are having another prayer summit in April and then one more in June and then also we'll have one uh, scheduled in the fall. We had one planned for Sunday night of March 31st, but we rescheduled to April because you may recall talking about the prayer initiative that began this past year uh, with pastors and church leaders in our city. We meet Wednesday mornings early, and we pray. And one of the things born out of that is what we are calling the Rising Tide Prayer Gathering. And so on March 31st, uh, we're just inviting believers from all across the city to this first of what will be, I'm sure, many uh, prayer gatherings. And so other, other, other than that, we still have some prayer summits planned, and they will become more frequent as time goes on, as we feel uh, the scheduling allows. Another initiative from this past year that we're going to continue to build on this year is our Night to Shine. And uh, for those, of course, who saw some of the videos or, or were out that night, it was a beautiful example of how God's people can touch a community with his love when we seek him together. Now this vision, you may recall, was born out of prayer by Tim Tebow and also by his foundation, but having been a part of this incredible night, we really believe that it is now our responsibility to prayerfully consider, not just how to do it again the next year, but in between now and next year, Lord, what would you call us to do that we can continue to minister to this precious demographic of people in our community? And so we really covet your prayers as to what the Lord would have us to do. Maybe it's a couple more events. It could be a Friday night thing, something lower scale, something simple, not as extravagant as Night to Shine, of course. But out of that, there have been many wonderful contacts, met some wonderful people. But there has been a request, hey, is there other things that you can do with people with special needs through the year? So we're going to look at that. Um, we have a little video clip. We've had a couple of videos that were made uh, for the Night to Shine. We had one from the gentleman who was here doing some video taping, and it's about two minutes long, I think, and so we're going to show this at this time. I think you'll probably enjoy it. Night to shine.
2: are going to have a fun time tonight just showing your love to everyone that we come in contact with. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: couple more emails we received. I know a couple were read, I think, the week before last. One parent wrote, I've never been to anything so formal in my entire life. My tears started the second we arrived. I cannot wait to see the pictures from the photographers. You and your organization are amazing for doing this for our special needs community. Another parent wrote, I still get emotional talking to people about this amazing night. Thank you again so very much for investing in the lives of these individuals. It was so very impactful and I trust there will be fruit from your labor. And then finally, thank you for the spectacular evening last, last night for our two children. It was a night I know they will never forget. Your church and all the volunteers were wonderful, and get this, and I feel truly blessed. Why are we blessed? To bless others. I feel truly blessed that you brought this for the special needs here, and we got to be part of, of that here in our community. Thank you again. So we're looking forward to next year. Next year is going to be bigger. It's going to be better, even if you can imagine. But will you pray with us this year as to how the Lord would have us give it away through the course of the year? What the Lord would, would uh, birth out of this event that can become a ministry to those with special needs in our community? It's a big asking, but that we believe the Lord can be creative. Well, another area of growing need in our city that we've talked about before, uh, I mentioned uh, in passing, a little while ago uh, if you've been following the, uh, the media at all the news and so on is the area of homelessness and uh, so one of the things we've been feeling this year we have actually allocated some funds uh, to this area you may have recalled the term tent city and we do have some tent cities i think four last year in our city and i believe that's probably just only going to grow this year But we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. We don't know exactly what our role is going to be. Uh, We're going to be speaking to the city to see if there's some ways that we can partner with them. But we also believe that God can give us His plan. We believe that God is able to give us a strategy to give us His heart for this area in our community, and show us some ways that we can minister in a tangible way. There may be some just hands-on uh, distribution of items that are needed. could just simply be relationships that are built and just bringing the love of Christ. It could be just bringing uh, ministry and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and seeing people set free. There are a lot of different issues people have in the area of homelessness, and we believe in the power of Christ to set people free. And so I believe, I don't know, what, when I was praying about this just even a couple of months ago, uh, whether or not this is from the Lord, but one of the things, images that came to my mind was just this pool of water in the middle of the tent city and seeing people being baptized. And I don't know if that's exactly what the Lord has planned for us, but it was just something that felt prompted in my heart. I just felt the Lord just increase a love for those who are coming for whatever reasons it may be, and believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, He will be able to transform lives. So will you pray with us about that? Okay, well, I need to wrap up. I'm going to wrap up with just this last item here, which I think is just as important, just as exciting, and that is with every passing year as we see new ministries or ministry grow, we're also reminded of our need for our new children and youth education wing. Uh, We've been talking about an expansion. Uh, There's pictures in the foyer. There's information you would have received in the past, and so we've talked about our expansion, and one of the things we'd like to do in our expansion is... uh, is introduce some elements to it that will make it more user-friendly for some of the ministries we've talked about lately. So it could be people with special needs. It could be different things that we're encountering. And so we'd like to tailor the design a little bit to that. But we really believe that we want it to reflect the things that God has called us to. Now, for those who have been around for a while, you know that our goal uh, is $1.2 million that we want to raise before we break ground. We've received to date just over 400,000 in pledges and of that we received about uh, 365,000 that has come in from that 400,000 in pledges. So we've received about 85% of what has been pledged, and, and some of that was not even pledged, some just came in from other sources. Uh, but based on our records, it looks like that that people are still continuing to give from month to month, and so we're going to see that number uh, increase, I believe. Uh, We're also projecting about $350,000 in revenue from our Liberty Hill Estates development, which, if you're not familiar, just across the street from our back parking lot, there's some new construction in the cul-de-sac. That is land that belongs to the church, and that is being developed, and we're expecting revenue from that. Uh, Half the lots have been sold. We also have the other half pretty much, except a couple front ones might take a little longer to sell, but the lots inside, the contractors who are working there have already expressed an interest in those lots, so they're hoping to begin uh, building this spring and summer and so on, so we're hoping that those will, those will get used up. And so basically our revenue to date is at $365,000 from, um, from the pledges, about another three hundred fifty. we hope from the property development. We also have some in savings, but that leaves us with about $400,000 still, over and above our ties that we need in new pledges in order to move into the next phase of our ministries here at Glad Tidings. Now, in front of you, in the back of the chairs, you'll see this card. Just says, give it away on top of the little box. You just take that out. Go ahead, about every third chair. We have a pocket, so feel free. Take them all out if that pocket's in front of you, and uh, you can just share one with your spouse, but if there's somebody in your row, just pass it along. Up in the balcony as well, we have them. And uh, for those who are sitting in the very front, you'll have to lean over and give them some. If you can, just pass the card over to them so you can all look. Does everybody have one or you can see one? If you're sitting in the very front, don't worry about turning around and asking somebody. There should be extras there. We've got, we got quite a few there printed off, so make sure you get one. As I mentioned, uh, to date, we've received just over 400,000 in pledges towards our project, and 400 more thousand is needed. Now, that might sound like a big ask, but it's not really considering that the amount that we've already received, $365,000, has come from less than 40% of the congregation. So when you realize that 35 37% are those who've already committed and have been given so far, also, of the 365,000 that was pledged and given, 120,000 of that, about 30%, came from about 11 people which are your board and your pastoral staff. The majority of pastoral staff and board have already given to this about 30% of what's come in. Um, Now, the reason I mention that, and also it might be interesting not to embarrass anybody, especially the person I'm going to mention, but uh, the second highest giver in our church actually is a widow on a fixed income. Second highest pledge in our capital campaign is a widow in our congregation who's on a fixed income. Now, you say, Paul, what do I share? That to make you feel guilty? Yes, Absolutely. Totally unashamed. I'm giving, why shouldn't you? No, but what it means is this. It means, number one, that if we have 400,000 in pledges from about 37% of our congregation, that means there's over 60% who have yet to pledge or give, which means that 400,000 is not a big goal, is it? 400,000 is not a big ask if we already have that much coming in from about a third of the congregation. And the second reason is this, the reason I mentioned um, the one who gives so much is because anything that we're doing for God and what we believe the Lord has asked us to do by way of this expansion, it's not about what's left over to give. You never give to God based on what's left over. You never look at your budget and say, well, after I spend this and this and this and this and this, and this is what I give. That's why we tithe off our gross income, for example. We believe that everything we have comes from God and we're called to give him 10%. We're called to give him the first fruits of what it is he's given to us. That's what God asks us to do, and God has promised to bless us above and beyond whatever we would have by just keeping it to ourselves. So it's not about what we have left over to give. It's about what God is asking you to give, hear me now, out of the abundance of what he has freely given to you. Does that make sense? That's what the Lord is asking you to do. And he's asking you to do that because time and again, the Lord has said when it comes to finances, the world spirit says, I either can't afford or I want to do this and this and this instead. The Lord says, prove me. That's what he says. You trust the world spirit, you'll shrivel up financially. You'll find yourself in a mess. You'll find yourself whatever. But listen, if you will prove me, I will open up the windows of heaven and I'll provide for you in ways you can never imagine. In other words, he will prove himself to you. And so if you're new to Glad Toddy and as part of our church family, or if you've been here for a while and you haven't given yet to the campaign, then I really need you to commit and to give now, this year. So if you have this card, just hold it in front of you for a moment. We need you to give now. And the reason is because as the other things are coming together, we want to be able to set some tangible targets and timelines for this expansion. Does that make sense? We don't want to just kind of be up in the air, well, maybe it's two years, maybe it's three. We really need the whole body to come together to commit and to begin to give now, not wait for others so that we can say, okay, here's what we have committed because we do believe that we are able to move on probably 80 to 85% of what is pledged. And so on the card, you'll notice two options. One is if it's a first-time pledge, you can check that. If it's an increased pledge, you can also check that. We have about a dozen people who increased last year, said, Pastor, we fulfilled our pledge, but we believe we can do more, and so they've done more. But if you haven't given yet, even if you pledged before but haven't given, I encourage you, please fill this out because this is what we're going by now, okay? And so simply indicate the amount that God would have you give and then indicate whether that's over one year, two year, or three years. And again, the reason that we do that is to help us to plan because there is a certain percentage that we believe that we can count on, and we want to be able to do that before we commit to breaking ground. And I'm excited about ministries that we're able to do with the expansion. I'm excited even just for our own children and young people and our workers and things that we want to be able to do in our community that that allows us to do. If, uh, if you're interested as well, we have some brochures that are still left over. It gives you some pictures and articles and some, uh, some samples of the floor plans and so on. You can pick that up at the Welcome Center. And again, you may notice some of the architect's pictures around. You. So take the card home. Ask God what he wants you to give. Just simply say, Lord, lay a number in my heart. Do it as a couple. Husband and wife, say, Lord, what would you have us to give? And you say, well, whatever number's different. Easy, pick the higher one. (laughs) It's not rocket science. No, I mean, think about this. Can you think about this? Can you think about praying, Lord, oh, what should I give? And two numbers come to your mind. You see, as you walk with the Lord, you realize, well, why wouldn't I pick the higher one? God wants to bless. God wants to use me. Uh, See, it's irritating some of you. You know why? Because you're here in the world spirit. Yeah, you're here in the world spirit. But when you understand what God has so freely given to us, it's, Lord, how would you have me live lavishly, live generously, be part of what you're doing? Okay, I know I'm irritating some people, but that's okay. I've been here longer than you. And finally this morning, we started off our time with a bunch of numbers you may or not remember, but I do want us to remember that every single number has a name. Every single name is a person, and every single person has a story. That's what ministry at our church is really all about. I'm going to ask Deborah to come. I asked her just to prepare a a simple word here this morning for us. Let me just ask her to curiosity. I know uh, there may be some folks away, but say over the last 14 months, who would say I've been new to Glad Tidings since January of 2018? Just take your hand up real quick. Yeah, lots and balcony. Amen. Lots of folks. Amen. Well, welcome. Welcome. We hope that Glad Tidings has been a blessing to you but I also hope that you're open to the Holy Spirit showing you what your gifts are, where he wants you to plug in, where he wants you to grow, and how you can be a ministering person while you're here at Glad Tidings. Well, I asked Deborah just simply uh, to share with us for a moment uh, just what being part of the Glad Tidings family means. Uh, Deborah's a a wonderful lady. She and her family have been here for a while, and uh, she's had some challenges in her life by all means, but uh, I know that in many ways, uh, ministries here and the people of here have been a blessing to her. So I'm just going to ask her, she just wrote a thought down and she's going to just share with us before we conclude this morning. Bless you, David.
2: So my heart's beating really fast because I'm not super good at public speaking. Um, and so I started off this morning with, like, my word was super impersonal, so I kind of have to personalize it a little bit. Um, uh, we're a special needs family. I have three um, three boys that have all been diagnosed with different um, forms of invisible disabilities, and uh, we were struggling alone under this weight for many years, our family. I'm not going to cry for the whole thing, I swear. Um, Oh, I need those. (coughs) Um, Our children, um, our children have never found a place to go. Um, where they could learn and grow and they wouldn't be rejected. Um, but that was before Kid Zone and Glad Tidings and Pastor Jenny. I gotta bring this closer because now there's tears. Okay. Um, in a world of selfishness, where nobody really sees the struggles that others face, where everyone is just trying to keep all their dysfunction under the radar, this is a place where we get to be seen. It's where we can go and out ourselves and wash off the stain and the stigma. It's where we don't have to pretend to be good enough because God makes us good enough. It's where we can openly confess our sins to one another and be made clean in the blood of the Lamb. This is a place where we fight for each other instead of against each other where we are brothers and sisters who love anyway. Here, love covers a multitude of sins and it's the Holy Spirit that moves us to walk in God's way, where we can stumble and be caught by a family of believers, where God comes to meet us faithfully every week even when we feel like it's been a whole week of spiritual drought, Uh, where we can be built up by hearing God's word and worship our Lord Jesus freely and passionately. Where we can find something worth fighting for and where we can learn to rest on God's promises. Glad Tidings is home to our family. I was blessed to be called upon to serve on the organization committee for the Night to Shine event. It was a blessing that I... It was beyond measure, like I can't even describe how blessed that I was and this community was by the effort we put into that event. Uh, It really stirred my heart to see how God multiplies our efforts. My family is very thankful for the opportunity to give back some of what we have received. And I pray that God continues to call us out to show us where he wants us to serve.
1: Thank you so much, Deborah. We're going to wind down our service and and close with prayer. I want us to understand this morning that what we do here at Glad Tidings it's not about money it's not about the building it's about people it really is about people and this building exists to house people that as we are assembled and God is working in our lives and growing in us and he's overflowing in us and we begin to give that away that there's a place that people can come to hear about Jesus to receive ministry to see their lives and homes change forever, because every single person has a name, every name has a story, and Jesus said, share the gospel, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons, give as freely as you have received. I want to close in prayer this morning, I want to pray for two things, and after we leave, I just encourage you to take a moment when you're going out. If you're a member, please go out and get your material for Wednesday night's meeting. Some of you may have been late getting in, but as Susan mentioned, we really need you all here. If you're a couple, please for the one night get a sitter because the numbers are the quorum is based upon our membership numbers, So when folks stay home, less of a chance of having to have the meeting. So we really need you all here. But also, the materials I mentioned, we have information here if you're interested in some of the uh, designs for the building. We also have The pledge card, again, please take that home with you. Pray about it as a person, as a couple. And then March 17th, in three weeks' time, I'm going to ask you to bring this back. So March 17th, we'll remind you, we're going to ask you to bring that back, and we'll share what it is the Lord wants us to do. And also, the growth track, or the get-on-track brochure. Please take that, look over it, and then in the next few weeks, after March break, some of those ministries are going to start to unfold, and you need to ask yourself, where am I right now in my walk with the Lord? Where do I need to be stretched? Where do I need a larger capacity to to just to to have Jesus in my life? And then also, where am I stepping out, actually, in boldness of faith and personal witness to be used by the Lord? Those are things I believe the Lord still wants to stretch us in.